beginning in Acts chapter 1 and uh, some passages of Scripture um, that came to mind when somebody within the last couple of days commented on this prayer meeting being a small miracle. And um, somebody else afterwards said, is there any such thing as a small miracle? <laughs> so, And I understand what you're saying. A miracle is a miracle. But yet, we, we look at this and we say, this is something God has put together and sustained. And um, I don't know of, of uh, many other um, prayer meetings with this n- large number of people that have been able to get along and, um, and focus on the task at hand and not be divisive or divisive, however you want to pronounce that. And, um, and so... Um, I've just kind of been revisiting a few things that have been said recently about our gathering. And uh, Saturday morning, we take a little more time than we do the rest of the week um, to talk a little bit from the scriptures. I'm not going to take a long time, but um, I would like for us to I'd like for us to consider what God has put together here, and consider our responsibility of maintenance, maintenancing what we have. Um. And uh, three words came to mind. They're not necessarily biblical words, but uh, maybe you walk into a room and you say, there's a lot of the color blue in this room, or there's a lot of the color red in this room. Um, Or you may walk into somewhere and you smell something that just permeates the room. Could be good, could be bad, but you're, you're aware that there is a heavy presence of a smell. Or it even may be... Um, just the culture, there's just a tone of a culture in the atmosphere. You could say there's excitement here, it just permeates the room. Or there's discouragement here, and it, and it marks the whole atmosphere of the room. So I would love to have us consider this morning what, what the temperature, what the color, what the scent of our gathering ought to be. And, um, and we could probably take this in many different directions but I'm just thinking of the word humility, humility, and maybe another word, dependence on God. Um, it means that we have to maybe set aside some preferences or set aside some some strong feelings that we would have about a certain doctrine or about a certain movement or about a certain biblical truth, whatever the case may be, and and focus on our gathering, focus on the health. And the and the sustaining and the vibrancy of our gathering, um, and I took I'm taking the opportunity now to talk about this just a little bit because as far as we know there are no divisions in our group. Um, there's no as far as I know Stephen hasn't mentioned any any angry emails or any people that are struggling with one thing or another. Um, and now's the time to talk about this. And if you've been, ever been in pastoral ministry, you know the time to talk about problems or when you're not having problems and, uh, and do the maintenance. So if we could be thinking about, um, the, about humility and dependence, even in a culture in the book of Acts where everything was changing. I mean, this was a transition from Judaism to Christianity. This is, this is, there is, there's no rule book. I mean, the scriptures are being written as we're reading uh, the book of Acts. So this is, everything was changing. And Acts chapter 1 has to do with uh, just before the ascension and, um, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so Acts chapter 1 and verse 4, just, just walk through this text with me, if you will. 
the scripture says, and being assembled together, and I'm reading from the New King James, it may be different in your, your, your translation, and, and being assembled, therefore, uh, with them, he commanded them, and he really just gave them one thing to do, <laughs> one thing, and they did it, um, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. Now, I don't know, I'm not going to, so I've been to Jerusalem, and um and I've seen the energy that's among the Jewish people, and uh, this was a this would be a stiff command for them to wait, to be patient, um, to wait. Really, it's stiff for anybody to be wait for the promise of the Father, which He said, "You have heard from Me." For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, this is brand new to them. Um, what does he mean by this? We know what he means by this. Looking backwards, they did not, and it was evidenced by their response. Um, but with this new information and new dynamic, it's obvious that they are practicing humility and really dependence and even desperation for God to work. Um, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Um, <clears throat> therefore, verse 6, and I'm just thinking about this because we have the New Testament to think about this through. We have church history to think about through. They had none of this. <clears throat> Excuse me, this is a little early on a Saturday morning, and it's not too early. Um, verse 6, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. So this is what their waiting was going to accomplish. You shall receive power. Your dependence on me is going to be rewarded. Your humility will be rewarded. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be, be witnesses. So that's all going to unfold before you. It's all future, but it's all going to unfold. But your the tone, the color of your dependence and your your humility will result in something marvelous in um, Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all and to the end of the earth. So then, in verses nine through eleven, Jesus ascends to heaven, and uh, and we look back on that. And we say, "Oh yeah, Jesus went to heaven." What must they have been thinking? Um, the heroes leaving. I mean, this could only be God writing this. Humans would not write it this way. Um, knowing that 3,000 people are going to be saved, why take the hero, hero away right now in this narrative? Knowing the church is going to be birthed, and yet you're taking the originator of the church away? So, um, so all this is just, uh, I mean, they had to have incredible humility and dependence on the Lord. So verse 12 then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, and we, we have the, the, the disciples there. And then verse 14, these all continued. And that's actually the phrase that caught my eye when I first read through this. These all continued. I mean, they had to have humility to be in the same room together for multiple days obedience to the Lord, patience with the purpose, these all continued. I, I mean, I've been in some tight situations with multiple people, and, and it can be difficult. 
um, these all continued with one accord, so their hearts were united. Even in strong personalities with differences, they were demonstrating humility in prayer and supplication. So they were doing the same thing, they were, it, which is fascinating to me because we would equate prayer and supplication, but maybe prayer was more of the worship side of it. Supplication is more of the asking side of it. With the women, so women were praying, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brothers. So um, I'll conclude by commenting on just a couple other passages in the book of Acts where this is fleshed out. It's just the tone of humility had to be worked at. And I'm going to encourage us in this meeting to be working at humility. Even if we don't understand, or even if we disagree, or even if we have a particular theological bent or a political background, we set that aside for the glory of the Lord and for the accomplishment of his will in prayer. So um, Acts chapter 2, we knew that they, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. This is verse 42. Um, this is humility. Um, they didn't have any published workbooks. They were just following the Lord. Fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers, and fear came upon every soul. Stephen read this yesterday. This is humility and dependence, and God God honors that. Acts chapter 4, uh, Peter and John were, in, were detained, and um, verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. This is purposeful humility, one accord. This is dependence on God. And said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth. And So they start worshiping the Lord. Acts chapter 6, um, after the um, disruption of the widows not being um, having their needs met, um, deacons are selected, um, um, and then we see, but we will give our, verse 4 of Acts chapter 6, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This is purposeful obedience and humility. Um, and then I'll, I'll close with this because this is, to me, is pretty striking. And um, I think we could make a lot of this. But um, um, Acts chapter 13 uh, begins with verse 1 about the church that was in Antioch. And then, and then um, Luke lists the five pastors or the five elders of the church at Antioch. Um, Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manaen, um, and Saul. Did I get all of them in there? Anyway, all the all that they were um, they were all laboring together, and then verse two says, "And they ministered to the Lord." Now, think with me about that. Here's here's a group of guys that were from different regions of the area, probably had different languages and different backgrounds, but they had to all get along. So at some point, they had to say, "We may have strong feelings about other things, but the task at hand is the gospel." And um, so they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Here's that dependence and even desperation. And then the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work I have called them. So um, um, yesterday I read a phrase that a pastor said or wrote, and he said this. 
men and women who are used of God are passionately weak and violently desperate. <laughs> I thought that's an interesting phrase. Passionately weak, hum- humble, and violently desperate, dependent on the Lord. So as we, uh, as we go to prayer today, um, I just want to encourage us to be marked by humility, even as we continue our praying times until the Lord uh, stops it or the Lord comes back and takes us all to glory. Um, let's, be, let's, have a, let's have the color or the scent of humility and um, dependence on the Lord, even desperation to see God work bringing revival and um, awakening.